Welcome to Journey with Jesus. We're so glad you've joined us today. We hope that you will hear something in today's podcast that will encourage you to find joy in your journey with Jesus. By talking about how we can be thankful by experiencing Christ in our daily living, how we can find more faith when we encounter Jesus on a daily basis. So, is it possible to encounter Christ in all that you do and give of yourself? Yes, it is. Tanya, what do you think about daily living with Christ and encountering Christ? It is vital for me on a daily basis to be able to do that. I will give up exercise time to ensure that I get in my prayer time. And both are very valuable. I think it's important we have a balance in our life. And that includes our work time, our workout time, most importantly, our time with God. Exactly. Great way to put it. And it's important that we do make time for Christ. But this has to be something we don't just do on a Sunday. We actually spend time with Jesus every day. Make, make Him a habit in our life, first and foremost. It's hard to make new habits when we're used to doing what we do all the time. But when we make Jesus part of our daily routine, things are going to happen for us. We're going to experience life in a new way, in a better way. We are, and it's a, it is a discipline. It is a discipline to be a disciple. It I like that. Is. You're so right. You're so right. It doesn't just happen overnight. No. When you say that, tell us when you're talking about it's a daily discipline. Like, what, what are some things we have to do? Well, you have to be purposeful. It's great to pray to God and have Him kind of as your co-pilot as you're going about your day, but to spend intentional time with a plan in mind that you've sat down with your Bible and you're reading over Scripture. And those are some of the things we're going to be talking about today. It's not just, oh God, I need help, or Lord, they need help. Can you pray for them and, and be a part? It's really immersing yourself and letting Jesus Christ take up residence with you and becoming that dis discipled person that God has for you. Yes, I like that. Take residence in you. That is so important, and that's how we can build our relationship with Him and grow our faith. So if you're listening today and you feel like, I'm in a place where I just need to grow my faith and I need some help, well, have you been encountering and experiencing Christ on a daily basis? That's the question. Exactly. So before we get started, let's sit back and relax, grab our favorite cup of coffee, grab hold of our Bibles, but most importantly, grab hold of Jesus and He will bring the Bible to life for you. Dear Heavenly Father, we come before you and we just, we are in such awe and reverence of who you are and what all you have done for us. We recognize that we are not investing ourselves into you the way we should and so Lord let this be an opportunity for us to learn and grow and want to have that desire to spend time with you and experience Christ in our lives and possibly a new way that we've not journeyed to. Dear Heavenly Father we know that you have so much in store for us when we are disciples for you. There is so much more that you can do in our lives because we are connected to you through a relationship that we are growing and may that continue to grow each and every day. Lord, we love you and we thank you. It's in Jesus' name we pray. Amen. Amen. 
So the ways that we can actually grow our faith, like we said, is to experience Christ. So we're going to give you some tips and some ways and scriptures and practical applications on how you can do that. First of all, we need to make a routine, a daily routine, a habit of spending time with Christ. You know, a scripture that I like, Tanya, is from Psalm 37, 5, and it says, Commit your way to the Lord, trust in Him, and He will act. So there you go, commitment, trust, and He will act as you continue to do that. I, I like that. I do too, and I think it is important that you make it a habit. And how do you do that? You follow a routine, a pattern routine, every day whether it's first thing in the morning, maybe it's on your lunch break, maybe it's before you go to bed at night, but it becomes an involuntary thing that you can't do it. It's just like breathing. We don't think about breathing, but we breathe every day. The breath and spirit of Christ can live with you if you will just spend just a few moments of time. And I know for me, five minutes was a long time when I first got started in my habits. And now that grows to, I'm not happy unless I have this much time. And it's important that you continue to feed it because it will then grow itself to become that habit you want it to become. Mm -hmm. You do have to exercise your faith. Just like we physically exercise each day and try to eat right, to stay in shape, and to be healthy, we also need to spiritually grow our faith by spending time daily, exercising that faith. You know, think about your heart and its relationship to your physical body. Without your heart, you're dead. Well, in the same way, without the presence of God in your life, you're going to be dead in your faith. You can't have that relationship without God through Jesus Christ and the Holy Spirit in your life. And so the way to get to that place is like you said, to keep studying the word, find time to do that, study, ponder his promises, what he's telling you in this Bible. These are promises for you and stay connected by your prayers. You know, pray over those promises that you read in your Bible and the more you do it, the more you're going to want to do it. It does become like food to your soul. You can't exist without it. You wouldn't neglect going to your favorite coffee shop that's a habit that you exactly. I got to. one on the way over here. <laughs> yes, you did. So, what if we spent time growing our yeah. spiritual discipline, and that became one of our habits? We picked up and read a verse or two a day, and really spent time dwelling on it, getting to know Him, letting not only His words pour into us, but His Spirit pour into ours. God's heart really desires for His children to get to know Him and understand Him better. And what better way than by the manual he left for us to use? I'm going to read for you a little bit from Deuteronomy. And this is coming from chapter 11. And I'm starting at verse 18. Fix these words of mine in your hearts and minds. Tie them as symbols on your hands and bind them to your foreheads. Teach them to your children. Talking to them when you sit at home and when you walk down the road and when you lie down and when you get up. Write them on door frames of your houses and your gates so that your days and the days of your children may be many in the land of the Lord. It is so important that we 
invest ourselves in what we read and we share that with others. Start with your immediate family. Extend it out to your close friends. It's going to improve what good relationships you already have in place. Mm -hmm. And live it out. Live out those words of, that you read. Don't just read them and, and put them away, but like the scripture says, put them on your doorpost. Meaning, you know, think about the words of the Lord each and every day as you are just doing your normal routines. Oh, I love to have scriptures on post-it notes on my mirror and where I get dressed. It helps me remember and focus on God. It sure does. So do a spiritual checkup, a spiritual CPR on your life. I know I you're a that. nurse, Tanya. I thought you might like that, but we all need to do that because if we're not spending that time with Jesus and really experiencing Him, it's going to be hard to grow our faith. It'll just stay stagnant. It will. I've seen that happen in my life. Me I'm a too. living example of that, and it wasn't until I made spending time with him a daily routine, not just something I did once a week or a couple times a week, but every day. Yes, not just on Sunday or Sunday night when you go or Wednesday night if you go to church on Wednesday night, but something that you can't live without breathing in what God has for you for today. Exactly. And I have a friend who sends me a scripture every day. Really? And I love it. And she takes the time to do that. She sends it to a lot of different people, not just me. But So I know she is spending time every day with her Lord. And she's actually a doctor. And so she knows how important it is not only to have good physical health, but spiritual health. Because we've talked about that before. And I appreciate her sharing that gift with me and That's so wonderful. many other people. That's awesome. Okay, so it's a daily routine, a daily habit to experience Christ. Another thing he tells us, Jesus teaches us this actually, is to give us this day our daily bread. In other words, live the way God wants us to live. He will give us today what we really need. And so he teaches us to pray that way. If you've heard about the Lord's Prayer, it's actually in Matthew chapter 6 and starting in verse 5 is the Lord's Prayer and this was the prayer that the disciples asked to learn how to pray and so Jesus gives us this prayer and if you look at your Bible you can see it there but the part I want to focus on is actually verse 11 where he says give us this day our daily bread when you think of daily bread what do you think about Tanya a sandwich <laughs> You silly. <laughs> I had one of those today, actually. No, but what what is Jesus telling us? What is our daily bread? And that is the Word of God. Yeah. It is just feeding yourself with His guidance on how to approach mm -hmm. living. Amen. And Jesus also talks about that He is the bread of life. Yes. And... In addition to reading his words, we need to hunger for him and experience him so that he will speak to you. The word of life is so important, and when you add that to your life, you are using and eating of the daily bread each day. And that is so vital to maintaining your spiritual CPR, to tag on to what you said a moment ago, because you can't just do it by prayer alone. You can't just do it by reading the word. You've got to spend time investing, and you do that by taking that in and letting it consume you 
in a way so that you can have that relationship with him. That's exactly right. And that's what he wants. He wants to show you the way, give you what you need. And when we live for Jesus and we hunger for him and we spend that time in his word, then we're going to be filled. Our hunger will be filled and our thirst because Jesus is our living water as well. Indeed he is. And Jill, he can just transform you when you let him in. And it, you don't get that overnight, folks. I, I am living proof of that sitting here talking to you today. It is about letting go of yourself and becoming more like Christ. Spending time, building that relationship. You invest in your family. You invest possibly in a spouse, your children, your friends. Why would you not invest yourself in your eternal life? It is vital. It is vital. And when you feed on Jesus and let him fill you and fill that hunger inside of you, you are going to have eternal life. And not only eternal life promised to us and that hope that we will be with Jesus someday, but you're also going to be filled in this life every moment. And we have a lot of times when we don't feel satisfied. There's things going on and maybe we have a lack of contentment. Jesus says, Lean in on me. I am the bread of life. Whoever comes to me shall not hunger, and whoever believes in me shall never thirst. And that comes from John 6.35 when Jesus is, is speaking this. And I love this, just feeding on Jesus, knowing that he is the bread of life. Through him we have life. Indeed we do. And that makes you want to become more devoted to what he's got going on. You want to be a part of what he's doing because you can see that it has improved your life. Maybe you're in a bad spot. Maybe you're in a challenging spot. You know, the holidays are not always a joyful event for everyone, and I get that. I know holidays have changed drastically, specifically over the last 10 years for me, and you embrace them differently, but you know what? I don't have to worry because Jesus Christ is with me each and every day, and no matter what that looks like, he has got me. And there is such comfort, peace, hope in that. And you can't get that from any other place. You're so right. And so you talked about being devoted. That's another thing, is if we have that daily devotion, we stay close to God. And the way to do that is that we've talked about is to read the Word, to, to hunger on the Word and hunger on Jesus and what He's telling us, but to stay close in prayer. And I think that is so important. I love Romans 12, 12, one of my favorite verses. Rejoice in hope, be patient in tribulation, and be constant in prayer. So the way we hear from Jesus is to stay constant in prayer, to communicate daily in daily prayer. And that leads me to one of my favorite scriptures. This comes from Colossians chapter 4, verse 2. Devote yourself to prayer being watchful and thankful. And when you're in that spirit and in that connection with your relationship with God, you're going to be okay. You may be going through some bumpy times, but what better pilot to have with you when you go through something? I certainly want God with me. I sure do as well. And the disciples knew that. You know, you talked about being a disciple today. 
But when Jesus was on this earth, he had his disciples around him, and he was teaching them a lot of different things. Can you imagine? I can't. And when we go back and we read and we reflect, they were asking all the right questions. How do I pray? You talked about that scripture a few moments ago. He had the unique opportunity to truly pour into them, and they got to pour it back into us. Now it's our turn to pour into someone else. That's right. And they could have asked him to teach them anything. You know, think about all the miracles and the different ways that that Jesus lived. But they said, Lord, teach us how to pray. They saw Jesus being that example of prayer, how he would lean in on prayer and spend hours praying. He would excuse himself from the group and go by himself and pray and spend time with the Father. And he encountered the Lord that way. And so the same way we can encounter him through prayer. The perfect example, when we follow what Jesus did and we saw how Jesus communicated and stayed close to the Father, that was through prayer. Exactly. And that's that's where you really grow. That is where you see things in your life that you know you can do better. Because he shows you ways through his word and through his spirit, ways that you can approach life better and possibly have a better outcome, certainly have more peace. Exactly. And I have seen my relationship with Christ grow through prayer. Prayer is a very important aspect of my life. It is a way that I feel like I hear from God when I'm praying. If I'm praying by myself just to God or with other people, it's where I hear him speak. And I think what it is is I am so quiet and still before him and leaning in on him and being in that spirit-filled place where he can speak. You know, I always close my eyes when I pray, and that's really such a, a good way to just really let everything else fall away. You know, all the worries and, and everything I'm looking and the distractions but just being able to go to that place in prayer with Him. It's just beautiful. So if you're looking to grow your faith and get closer to Jesus, I want to encourage you to start praying more. And that's a great place to start, Jill. And I find, or it worked this way for me, the more quiet time I had, the more I invested in my relationship with Him, the more my desire came. And from that desire grew a whole nother layer of that relationship. And Jill, I want to tell you, that was life-changing for me. Because you can be at the worst place that you think you could ever find yourself. And trust me, you can find worse. Wherever you are, whatever you're going through, there's always something else out there. But I learned that no matter what I went through, I could have joy and peace because Christ was with me the whole way. It was an easy fix for me. And you talked about desire, and that's the other way you can grow your faith and encounter Christ, is having that daily desire to stay close, to put Jesus first. In Romans 12, 11, it says, Don't lag behind in diligence. Be fervent in spirit, serving the Lord. There's a desire right there. When you're fervent in something, 
you're going to want to do it all the time. You're going to be excited about it. You're going to want to go, go, go. And we can be that way about a lot of things in life. Are you that way with Jesus or are you too busy? Jesus wants you to come back to him, to your first love. So if you have been a Christian your whole life, but you feel like you've kind of sidestepped or stepped away or just Jesus hasn't been as important in your daily life. We're talking about daily life and in, in every your daily routine and in all that you do. Maybe it's time to do again that spiritual CPR and look to see where we are putting our focus and who's first in our life. Brings me to a scripture out of Revelation. And I, I can say this and talk about this particular scripture because I have been that lukewarm. Things are going fine. I, I kind of had my routine down, but I really didn't have that daily spiritual discipline. And this comes from Revelation chapter 3, verse 15. I know your deeds, that you are neither cold nor hot. I wish you were either one or the other. So because you are lukewarm, neither hot or cold, I'm about to spit you out of my mouth. And these are the words of Jesus from Revelation. It is important not to just find your passive place. Are you still going to end up in heaven if you've done all the right things? Probably yes, but wouldn't you like a life that is rich and full of the things that God has for you? Because you put just forth a little more effort and became hot about your walk with Christ? Good point. Good point. And I think, what is the scripture saying? That we need to be that way and not lukewarm. Which is easier, though? Oh, lukewarm is by far the easiest mm -hmm. path. Yeah, it is. And I think a lot of us have chosen that. And me, too. There were times in my life I was lukewarm. And it just... It's not the same. It sure is not the same. And like I said, I was stagnant in my faith. I wasn't fired up or hot for God or just excited and fervent in spirit, like I mentioned a minute ago. But just kind of, well, whatever. You know, if I need something, I'll pray about it. But otherwise, I'm good. Mm -hmm. I'm good. You know, like when someone may say, do you need any prayers? I'd be like, I'm good. Everything's going well. And there's so much more we can do when we become more passionate about our desire towards Christ. Amen. Amen. Well, we've talked about needing to have a daily routine, a daily habit of following Christ, encountering Christ to grow our faith. We also have talked about having Christ as our daily bread. And we've talked about being devoted to prayer and then having that daily desire to spend time with him and put him first. These are practical ways that you can experience Christ and have that depth and that growth of faith in your relationship. There are many examples of ways you can do that. And I have found a story that I read just the other day about one man, Major Wes Bowers, who was one step from eternity. In fact, he was a pilot. You mentioned pilots. and there came a situation where he had to land his helicopter immediately. So let me tell this story real quick. This man was raised by Christian parents, but when it came to making time for his own decision to believe in Jesus Christ, he admits he cut corners. He was pretty much lukewarm in his faith. 
He believed only because he thought, well, it'll get me to heaven. But he really didn't care for a relationship with God. He didn't think it was important. He didn't recognize Jesus as the Lord of his life. Instead, he began to move gradually further and further from what he was taught by his parents. But fortunately, before going too far down that road, he married a Christian girl and continued his education. Then he moved into the workforce. Again, just kind of started to forget about God, even though his wife was a very important influence on him. Three years into his flying career that he chose, he made another change of his life. This time, though, Tanya, the consequences would be eternal. So here it goes. During a routine flight over a remote region of Ontario, the weather turned sour and he decided he needed to land his helicopter immediately. But what happened is he quickly realized he was trapped in a steep valley with increasing clouds and pouring rain. So the helicopter he was flying was not properly equipped to fly in the cloud, so he had to remain within sight of the ground. So to make matters worse, he was running out of daylight and there was no safe landing area to be found. So he thought to himself, I could die here. And so he had a strange sense of being one step from eternity, yet he did not feel prepared to stand before God at that moment after he died and give an account of his life. And now, finally, God had his attention. So it all comes home when you have a test in your life. Alone in that tiny cockpit of the helicopter, he made the decision that would change the course of his life. Tanya, at that moment, he turned a situation over to the Lord, and whether he lived or died was up to him. And he said to his God, Lord, I realize I don't have the right to ask you for any favors. But if you would give me a second chance and show me the way out this time, I promise to follow you in your leadership. And guess what? God heard his prayer, saved him that day, gave him a second chance. And he just landed that helicopter. He was able to get out of that situation. Of course, he thanked God for saving his life. And now he knew he would need to keep his part of the deal. And that was to continue to follow him. And he today, instead of spending Friday nights at the bar with his pilot friends that was not really healthy for him in his marriage, and he did struggle to give that routine up, today he realized that he would need to follow God's leadership on a daily basis. And only God could give him the power to change. And this man right now is on the staff for Campus Crusade for Christ and is working in leadership ministry. He did do just that. Just prove that if you lean in and you trust God and you say, I know I can't change on my own, but with your help, I can do anything. God will take you to new places. You will experience Christ in a new way that will take your life to where you're supposed to be, not necessarily where you are now. And if you're in a great place now, that's wonderful. Think how much better it could be if you encounter Christ on a daily basis. Let us pray. Dear Heavenly Father, we love you so much. We thank you for this opportunity to grow our faith when we make you a daily habit. Lord, help us to change our way of living so that we will rely on you. We'll be more devoted, dedicated. We'll have a desire to serve you fervently. And we will give you all of our devotion so that you will give us our daily bread each and every day. And Lord, we lean in on you. 
we know we are all one step from eternity. And so, Lord, help us to take you with us. You are our co-pilot. You are actually our pilot. You will lead us to those places where we need to go and renew us with strength when we follow you. So, Lord, help us today as we make these decisions in our own daily life and do our own spiritual CPR that we would choose you and make a difference in our life and in our world. It's in Jesus' name we pray. We're so glad you joined us today. Remember, you can do a simple search, Journey with Jesus, and find us on Apple Podcast, Google Podcast, Spotify, and coming soon to Pandora. You can also reach out to us in email. We'd love to hear from you or if you have a special prayer request at journeywithjesus2019 at gmail.com. There's joy in the journey when you journey with Jesus.